everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, The Talk of Success. My name is Jacqueline Mejias Fuertes, and I am the Regional Director of the Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College, covering Monmouth and Ocean County. For some of you, this may be the first time you're joining us on our podcast. For others, I hope you've reviewed some of our past podcast and our interesting guests that we have on the show. So a, a little recap of what the show is all about, also who the America's SBDC is and who we are here in the state of New Jersey. So first about our podcast. So what's our podcast? Talk of Success. So Talk of Success with the New Jersey Small Business Development Center at Brookdale Community College is all about providing entrepreneurs small business owners with the insight and empowerment that they need in order to start a business if you have a business idea or grow your business if you're a small business owner and you're looking to get to the next level. And how do we do that? By bringing on these amazing guests that are gonna provide you with their personal insight, some motivation to go along with it, and most of all, education. You know, what is it that got them there? What sustained them there? Because as a past entrepreneur myself, I know it's not an easy road. And whenever I had someone who could provide me with some insight and some motivation and even point me in the direction as to the resources that are available or the education that I needed to make it a sustainable business, I was truly, truly grateful. One thing about the talk of success is that success is an individual thing. And I always want every business owner to understand that. What I can consider a success, you may not consider a success. Some of us are really looking at the number and saying, well, once I make a million dollars, I'm a success. And others may say, hey, once I can work for myself and have control over my life, that's a success. So it doesn't matter what you classify as a success, knowing that you took yourself, you were inspired enough, motivated enough, empowered enough to move from one stage to another and get that American dream going. That is what we are about here at the Talk of Success podcast. Now, the New Jersey Small Business Development Center, who are we? What are we? For those of you who don't know, our goal is really to assist entrepreneurs and small business owners get their ideas, their American dream going, and to get it off the ground, but in a sustainable manner. How do we do this? Through education and our no-cost confidential counseling. So if you are an entrepreneur, you're listening to this podcast, you're being motivated to move forward, I want you to know that we are a resource. And here in the state of New Jersey, we are part of 12 centers that are strategically located throughout the state of New Jersey covering all 21 counties. We are usually hosted at a higher education institution. For us, our wonderful host is Brookdale Community College. I am so happy and delighted and privileged to say that we were part of the our pilot program that started the NJSBDCs here in the state of New Jersey and that we've been with Brookdale for 47 years. So it's a long ride with Brookdale. We are eternally grateful for the organization that has kept us going. But if you are not in Monmouth or Ocean County, but you're looking to get that business off the ground, you're looking to engage in that American dream, know that there's an SBDC local to you. So 
check us out. Our state headquarters website is njsbdc.com. Our particular one at the Brookdale Center is mosbdc.com. And I will mention that again towards the end. So the layout of our podcast is pretty simple. It's about an interview. It's about having a conversation. It's about getting insight from some of our most amazing guests. Some may be our clients. Some are partners that we've engaged in, but they have really helped us move forward. So they help us, we help you create that solid foundation. So today we have a special guest and she is truly a special guest for so many reasons. Right now, the podcasts that we're having has to do with the pandemic and how some businesses, whether starting up, continued on their journey, some pivoted, you're going to hear about Jennifer because Jennifer <laughs> definitely pivoted. Um, what time to make such a huge move, but kudos to her for doing it and for making it happen. So I am going to get into Jennifer in a bit. So Jennifer, I met seven years ago, and usually you hear me say, yeah, person is on our podcast. Why? Because they're an amazing individual, you know, amazing in so many ways, not just of making their dream come true, but also how they go about assisting others in the community. Right now, I have to say Jennifer is in a parking lot because her (laughs) kids are volunteering. And I say kudos to mom, because I know what that is. And part of my children growing up at home was about volunteering. So my hat's off to you as a mom, and I know a mother, and a business owner. I know this has not been easy, but (laughs) along with that, and I'm going to get into her history, but the history that I share with Jennifer is that Jennifer came to us about seven years ago, and she was part of a program that we had during Sandy, where she was able to complete her entrepreneurship certificate, a program that we have uh, through Brookdale Community College, and created this amazing business. She utilized our resources when necessary and flourished. And that's what I would like you to know from the SBDC standpoint. From uh, mom, a woman's standpoint, she has also been our success award winner because watching her grow and looking at what she's done definitely deserved the award. So once again, our success award winner is on with us. So a little bit about Jennifer Welter. And she was working her really long hours at a, in the medical field. And this is, you know, I know it was a time where um, you get to that point individually where you say, you know, I, I don't want to do this forever. You know, there's something else out there. And as a stress reliever, she actually went into the business that she actually created, which is pretty amazing. And for some people, especially now during the pandemic, you may pick up a hobby that you may say, oh, this is a stress reliever. And lo and behold, it may start off as a side hustle, but it could flourish into a complete business, right? So one of the things that she did was she found a solution to a problem. And that's something I would like all of you who are listening to the podcast to understand. And I'm going to let Jennifer tell you about her story. So with that, I welcome Jennifer onto our podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Success. We are so honored to have you on our show today. So Jennifer, I'll let you go into why you (laughs) created the business that you did. I just touched on it just a little bit, but it was actually a solution to a problem. Yes, yes. So thank, you, go, thank, you. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 
Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Loud and clear. You, you are <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, thank you again for having me. I, I so greatly appreciate the services that SBDC has, uh, has offered me because it's definitely helped me in the right direction. So <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Um, yeah, I, you know, like you mentioned, I worked in the medical field for many, many years and um, on the side, I would decorate cakes um, and it was, it was fun and it was a distraction from working long late night hours. And, um, but even though as much as I enjoyed making these cakes, I can never get the supplies that I needed um, quickly. Um, and at the time my kids were only two and three years old and at strange hours, I would have to throw them in the car and run up to Michael's or, you know, drive 20 minutes to pick up whatever I needed or order online and have to wait days for items that, um, uh, simple items that I needed to complete my cake projects. So I was literally driving in the car one day with the kids on my way to Michael's and I said, that's it, I'm opening a cake supply store. And I went home and I told my husband and um, he thought I was a little crazy, but um, <laughs> seven years later, here we are. <laughs> and he's a full on believer. <laughs> and I know he is. <laughs> he's actually mentioned that to me. <laughs> I know, he's a, he's a good egg, trust me. Yes, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Kudos to you, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as she mentioned, you know, she went from one thing to another. So just a little more background on you and then we'll move forward into yes. our present day. So you 20 years in the medical field, right? Yes. Yeah. So from that, I always say that our past, our experiences help us towards the future. Absolutely. So how did that help you move forward in that? Um, you know, it's I mean, it probably goes way back even to my parents, just that dedication to whatever it is that you're doing, um, working then in the medical field. Um, you know, you, you have to be very precise. You have to be on point. You also have to be uh, ready to change and pivot at any moment. Anything can happen in the blink of an eye. Um, I worked in organ and tissue transplant for the last 10 years of my medical career, and it was always an unknown. Um, so you really get good at thinking on your feet, which is a huge asset <laughs> when owning a business. <laughs> if you think it's going to go one direction, it's probably going to go another direction. So it's a, it's a great skill. <laughs> to learn. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree that um, I always say that that's part of being an entrepreneur, having that skill set, that mindset that you're like, oh, this is not working at the moment. We're just going to change and pivot and adapt and we will make sure to make it happen uh so definitely so now coming into a little more into the future seven years ago what happened mm -hmm. seven years ago so oh, so uh <laughs> it, it, we opened uh march 8th uh 2013 14 and um Actually, that is National International Women's Day, which is really kind of cool. I didn't learn that for years later, so that's kind of neat. But um, it, it was, took me a, a good um, 18 months, a year to 18 months of homework um, before I actually registered the business in May of 2013, and we didn't open until 2014. So there was a lot of homework leading up to our opening day. Um, a lot of taking the program through SBDC and just legwork, a um, lot, a lot of research and homework and notes and uh, about an 80, pa 80 page uh, business plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's yeah. huge. Most people will go, oh, she wants me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, isn't putting a business plan and exercise worthwhile? 
it really, really is. It, it really opened up uh, my eyes um, and ears to the many little things that I wasn't thinking about. Um, you know, and it's, oh, I'm just going to open a cake supply store, you know, like, what does that even mean? (laughs) So when, you know, the business plan forces you to think about the future and how you're going to get to, you know, from A to B and um, how you're going to lay out the the business to be successful. And so, yeah, it definitely was uh, very helpful in the end. It wasn't easy. I'm not going (laughs) to I never walk in the park, <laughs> but definitely worthwhile. Now, I do want to take you back for a second, though. How did you know you wanted to open up your business? You know, I knew um, that it was a solution. You found yeah, a solution. So I was a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. Um, okay. This is probably my third legit business that I had opened up. Um, I had owned a small franchise at one point. I had owned a, a sort of a cosmetic business before. Um, even though I had been in the medical field for many years, I had also worked in retail and, um, my beginning days I worked at Staples and I always used to look at the planograms and look at the displays and be like, if this was my business, I would want to put this here and I would want to put this there. And my creative brain would always want to kind of change things up and do things a different way. And so I feel like I always, I always knew that I wanted to work for myself, but never really found the thing that I was most passionate about and and kind of can connect all the things that I love um, into one business. So um, a, a little bit of luck with this one, because like I said, it was the third, the third <laughs> business, <laughs> but I think I, I was able to find connect all the passions into one, into one. And that's why this one's been so successful. That's pretty amazing. I have to just share just a little because I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but like you, serial entrepreneur, right. to the totally tank. I had no business doing them. And right. the third one was a success. It yep. didn't cooperate. It wasn't the kind of business I thought I would go into, but once I did, I was like, oh, and solving a problem. And that's what right. I did. And you know, so okay. So going into business, as we know, not an easy, you mentioned it already, you know, putting the business plan together not an easy job no. to do, right? but well worth it. It's a great exercise. It gets you there. But what did you have to sacrifice in order to make it happen? And this is where I really want you to dive deep because I know a little bit more about when you were still working, you know, that whole thing. So individuals yeah. who are looking to go on this journey, have an accurate, not an accurate, but the best accurate picture possible, a realistic picture, I should right. say not accurate, but a realistic picture as to what it takes. So tell us, what did you have to sacrifice um, to get to where you are today? Um, so sleep would be the first one, <laughs> but <laughs> either there's just not enough hours in the day. Um, I did work my full-time job for the first uh, two years, I guess, while I was still running the business. And it is a very um, tricky balance because obviously as a new business, you're not making money and that's okay, that's expected. So you kind of need the job to pay your bills, um, but you also need to have 1000% into the new business to even make it successful. Um, You hear that on Shark Tank all the time, like you can't split yourself between, you have to be all in. I relied on my village uh, a great deal. I have an extremely supportive husband who took over everything, you know, schlepping the kids around, taking care of the kids, you know, making sure they're fed, making sure the house bills are paid. Um, I was very fortunate to have um, that 
that blessing. Um, and, and just family, you know, if the kids need to get to sports or whatever, I was busy literally building shelves inside the store and <laughs> stocking the shelves. So, um, there was definitely a lot of family that I, I lost, not lost, but lost time with. Um, so that is definitely a sacrifice. Um, and then, and then, you know, like on kind of on the superficial side, the, the money, um, it, it costs a lot more than most people think, um, even doing the business plan, um, you think, okay, it's going to cost X amount of dollars to open the store, but it's always inevitably way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there was definitely, you know, some resources that I had to tap into that weren't expected in the beginning. And, you know, in the end, it's okay, but um, you you sacrifice a lot of uh, what you think you know, um, and it kind of gives you a little reality check <laughs> as to uh, how it's really going to happen. Yeah. And, I, and I strongly agree with you, the support. When I had my business, if it wasn't for my support, um, yeah. I know that it would not have been as successful as it was. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, how did that make you feel knowing that you had to rely on other people for support? Because some individuals, when yeah. they're going into business or starting a business, don't realize how much support they actually need yeah. and to ask. It's huge. It is so huge. And it sounds so cliche to say like, my family was there for me, but it really is an integral part of the whole process. Like whether it's your family or a close friend or a pastor or, a, you know, a mentor, um, just having somebody to, to a talk about these things, you know, Mike mm -hmm. and I, my husband have had many late night talks with, you know, Oh, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And, um, I did have um, a mentor through SCORE at one point who owned, who was very familiar with retail stores. And so I was able to pick his brain. And so just tapping into as many resources as you can get into, um, it is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most important, really. You can't, you cannot do it by yourself. <laughs> and that is key. I'm always yeah. telling my students, you know, no matter what business you're going into, and you think, because they go, solo entrepreneur, I'm going to do it all by myself. I said, right. no, you're not. Right. Some people but may not be on your payroll, but you're right. not doing it alone. I have news right. for you. You, you know, don't have no to necessarily <laughs> have a partner, you know, a paid partner, business partner, but you definitely need to have that village around you. Even if they don't have a clue, Mike knows nothing about cake decorating. You know? <laughs> like, he learned early on what disco dust was, but <laughs> he knew how to kind of ask me certain questions to make me think a different way or to like help problem solve, you know, something that I was thinking about. Um, so it, it is definitely important to have those, those people around you. That's great. And you're right. I love the whole thing about problem solving and critical thinking, how individuals going into businesses, again, that's part of the entrepreneurial mindset to be able to do that and to be able to develop that. So I fully get that and understand that. Now, what mistakes have you given the most, have given you the most significant lessons? Because in anything that we do, I always state, you know, we're not perfect. We're mm -hmm. all going to make mistakes, but it's what you do with those mistakes that will make the difference in your life. So yeah. for you, you know, what were some of those mistakes that you felt, you know, this helped, this propelled me to do this different or move to the next level. So if you could share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably one of the, 
there's probably lots of little ones, but um, one that I can really think of offhand was, um, so I, I'm a retail store and I carry thousands of different products. All right. You know what? Um, one second, Jen. Yeah. Can you tell us, I just wrote it down. I went right into Jen and we haven't even talked about your store yet. Oh. Tell us about your store. Where <laughs> it's located now? Because I went to the original opening. Yes. Her second store. She moved on. So, so, <laughs> so just mention that and then we'll go back to the mistakes. But I'm uh, like, we didn't even say the store yet and where it's located <laughs> and how they could find you. <laughs> So Shortcake Supply is yes. um, a retail store that basically sells um, supplies to bakers of all skill levels. Um, we carry thousands of supplies um, for the professional all the way down to the mom, you know, baking cupcakes for her kids class or her kids Zoom class, if you want to say nowadays. <laughs> um, you do not have to be a professional to shop in our store if you just need to pick up cupcake liners or if you want to make a, you know, four tier wedding cake. We have, we literally have the supplies that every Everybody needs to make whatever they would like to do. Um, our slogan is inspiring you to create tasty memories. So we want everybody to feel inspired when they come in it. and want to leave to just create something fun and, and memorable for their family. So um, it's 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 really fun talking to our customers and um, they love showing us their pictures after they you know bought stuff and created something at home. So it's something that we're extremely passionate about. But with that said, even though we carry thousands and thousands of products, um, streamlining it is a is a big lesson. Um, you can't be everything for everybody. And that is definitely a lesson um, that I've learned um, in the beginning. It's like, oh, I want to carry every single thing that you can possibly think of. And um, one product line in the beginning we used to carry were... Um, uh, cake mixes and flour and sugar and certain high-end items and we learned a very expensive lesson because these things were a little bit more on the high-end side they had a short shelf life and we had a lot of things that expired and ended up in the trash and um, I couldn't sell to the customers and I had to really rethink like okay I can't be everything to everybody and this is maybe a product a direction that we can't go in um, and so we had to kind of revisit that idea and discontinue certain products just because it was becoming a loss for the um, for the store. And in the end, it worked out to be fine because we learned that our customer base weren't looking for those items. So even though I wanted to be everything to everybody, um, I had to really hone in on who my customer was and who was shopping in my store and cater to them. And it wasn't those products that I originally wanted to carry. So it was it was a huge lesson and a huge eye opener to really listen to my customer and know what they want. And I, you're hitting so many lessons on point right here. <laughs> Jennifer, I'm like, she could go give a course on this now. I've, I've learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but that is key. Like when the marketing instructor is telling you, know your market. Know, yeah. your, know your customer. I, exactly. I actually think about that class a lot because it is so, so true. You cannot be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I, I do remember ta him talking about it in the class is like, yeah, you had to be very specific and you can't just be like, oh, I want to sell to everybody who wants to bake. No, that's not, you know, like now I know my, my baker is usually the stay at home mom that has a side business. You know, it's very specific, you know, do other people come in? Absolutely. But for the most part, I know my, my, you know, base and cater to that. 
but it was a hard lesson. <laughs> but that's a, a lesson nonetheless, because look how much it, it'll cost you. And it also goes with inventory. Now you know what to carry versus not carry anymore. Exactly. And yeah. it definitely impacts your bottom line. I know that, that for sure. sure. <laughs> your profitability. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Now also, okay, so we're going to get it into action items. And then we'll talk about the did you know section of the podcast. But in terms of action item, what are three action items that you would recommend and why are you recommending them? So, I mean, think about it. You're talking to someone who either is in the idea stage or actually does have a location already or a business because not everybody is in a physical location Mm -hmm. and they're looking to grow their business. So what are the three things? I mean, I jotted down based on the conversation we've had already, Jennifer. (laughs) Yeah, some of this might be repetitive, but definitely (laughs) the first one is, is homework. Um, I do get a lot of people that ask me, oh, how did you get started? Or how did you do this? I mean, even a, we, we print edible pictures in our store and somebody will say, oh, what printer did you buy? And I literally say it's homework. Um, it took me over a year of research and literally making physical phone calls and Googling like crazy and calling other cake supply stores around the country and telling them my story. And Um, it is not going to just come easy, you know, and I think people just want to say, they'll come to me and ask me a question and want that easy answer. Like, oh, you just do this, this, and this, and then you have a store. And it's, it's not that easy. It is a lot of homework and don't be afraid to do the homework because you will learn things to do or things not to do, or you may even learn it's not the business for you. So, um, it doesn't come easy and you have to do the legwork. Um, same with, for, uh, in my business, people always want to know what the price, what should I charge for this cake? You have to do the homework. What did it cost you to buy that sugar, that flour, that butter, the icing? How many hours did it take you to make the cake? And what do you want to get paid per hour? You can't just be like, look at a cake and, oh, I'm going to charge $100 for that. Like that's, you can't just make up a number in your head. You have to do the homework. So with any business or any aspect, whether you're in the business or just starting it up, um, you, you just gotta, you gotta do the homework. <laughs> That's my favorite word. Gotta do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. And, and I know that in with our instructors and you've had Lisa Kanda in the past, that's yes. where we talk about homework. Like I tell people, if you're coming to us for help, we're definitely here to help you, but we do give homework. You, you have know, to do get, the work, right? <laughs> and you have, exactly. We want you to do the work, but look yeah. how much you get out of it in terms so of knowledge that helps with decision-making and mm-hmm. Uh, ripple effect once you totally. do the homework and you get it done. I'm still that's- doing. I'm still doing the homework. <laughs> I was gonna say, does the homework ever end? <laughs> no, it never ends. I'm always trying to figure something out and, and researching it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, Jennifer was one of the first places that I went to that had the 3D printer type of yep. thing. And yeah. I remember going to her store and I'm like, oh, wow, because it wasn't a thing yet. I have to admit, but you were one of the first people that I said, well, I know somebody who has a 3D, printer. Yeah. you know, and the, and how they've evolved throughout and the I've years. And done a lot of homework with that too. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, you know, you may be tapping into something that it's not mainstream at the moment, but it doesn't mean it's not going to get there. And it's, right. you know, if you could be the first on the block to do it or even the second, because I'm like, I'm right. going to be the second. Sometimes it's a lot less work right. <laughs> and, and I learned from someone else's mistakes. So that's yep. good. So, all right. One, what's homework? Okay. All right. So what are we on to? 
The second one would be um, definitely be um, willing to pivot and change at any any moment. I know I mentioned that again before. Um, for example, when the pandemic hit, um, we the day that we closed the store, we were told, you know, non-essential businesses had to close. My husband and I went around the store. We shut off all the breakers and we powered down all the machines because we really just didn't know when we were going to be back. Um, but within two days, I was back at the store, flicked everything on and was like, okay, I can't just sit home and watch my business go down the tube. I need to figure out how to make myself essential or wanted or needed to other people. Um, and that's when we started offering the curbside pickup. We offered kits, take home kits for people to take home. Okay. They couldn't come in my store and grab what they needed, but now we have a lot of families that are home with kids who are trying to figure out what the heck Zoom is and trying to figure out how to do school. They're really kind of bored. I mean, this we're talking the first couple of weeks here. Um, and people were just desperately looking for things to do. And that's when it was like, okay, we've never done this before. We never put together something, you know, usually we tell people it's DIY when they come into the store, like you got to do it yourself. You know, we have everything you need, but you got to figure it out. And now we became the people to figure it out. So we very quickly learned um, it was right before Easter. So we were able to pull out our inventory that no one was ever going to see that season because <laughs> they weren't allowed in the store and put together these kits to be able to sell and safely hand out to people who are driving up in front of the store. So um, it was definitely never um, an avenue I ever planned on visiting. Um, but you are forced to change the way you're thinking and make it adaptable to what people need and want at the moment. And that is still constantly changing. Um, so it's, that's a, a huge skill. You say in your mind, I don't, I don't ever want to have to do this, but you may, <laughs> you may have to do something you don't want to do to get, you know, to get through. Uh-huh. I know. And again, pivoting, it's adaptation, it's adapting, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think there was a, Oh, I can't even think of who the person is at the moment. It'll probably hit me after the podcast where, you know, it's about the fittest surviving, but he who does not adapt does not survive, yeah. you know, something to that effect. And you're right. That's key. I was amazed because didn't you just go from your other location to this location almost at the same time as the <laughs> pandemic was hitting because I follow Jen. I follow Jen on Facebook. I love what she does. I, you know, I, I've put her on our own page for the SPDC. And I mean, I, when I heard, and I knew she had told me she was going into a bigger location and I was like, yes, yeah. it's always great to see how our business. That, that was something that was actually stable. never even planned the move. Um, I honestly never had any intention of ever moving a store um but the current look the, the original location that i was at which i loved and the everybody the landlords everybody was amazing there but there was a a change in the um i used to rent one and a half locations and the the half location um was then being taken over by somebody else and so i was kind of in a situation where i had to move and um in the end it was a blessing in disguise but again like I, never in my business plan was it to move <laughs> thousands of products and four truckloads of stuff, but 
you know, it was like, okay, we can sit here and, and sulk and, you know, cry that this isn't how it, were, it was supposed to go, or we make this happen. And you know what, we bigger and better. And, and it, it worked out in our favor. It was a blessing in disguise for sure. So, you know, I, and I still say it during the pandemic, that's when my heart would have sunk, but it's, it's what's within a person especially if you have that entrepreneurial mindset, yep. you know, so that's what I see in you, Jennifer, that I'm like, you know, you're, nothing is going to stop you. You're always going to think of, and you said <laughs> it, you know, you're constantly thinking how else, and that's part being yeah. um, a owner of a business. Part of it is being an entrepreneur that your creativity, there's no one there to stifle your creativity, right. only you. And if right. you don't let that happen, the sky's the limit. That's true. So that was two. So now yeah. you're third three would be um definitely um don't be afraid to tap into resources um and um take advice from other people and actually listen to it um you know i guess it kind of connects with the homework a little bit but um when we decided to uh launch our um annual convention um, 2019 was our first one. Um, I, uh, I had never run a convention before, but I knew there was a need and a desire in the area. And I tapped into other professionals in the cake world who you would might think maybe they're your competition, but they're really not. Um, in any type of business, reaching out to somebody in a similar business is surprisingly very um, comforting and people are very welcoming and want to teach you maybe their side of things. And um, I talked to many vendors and said, okay, hey, you know, you went to a cake show in Florida. What did you like? What did you not like? How did you, how did you like being treated? What services did you appreciate? Which services did you not appreciate? Um, so being able to ask questions and talk to other people in your industry um, and take that advice. Um, I, I actually am very friendly with a lot of cake stores who most people again would think are my competition, but we're very friendly on social media and we ask each other questions all the time. Um, you know, how, how about this vendor? How about this vendor? What product, where do you get this product? Where do I get this product? Um, and it's, it's huge. Sometimes just being able to talk to somebody that is in the same situation as you to, um, either commiserate with or, <laughs> or learn, learn from um, is, is huge. So don't be afraid to tap into the people in your industry um, that most people on the outside would consider competitors. They're really not. And that's pretty on point once again, because when we talk about our competitors, I that's one of the things that I learned when I was in business as well that they were competitors who were willing to help me. And I always tell individuals, reach out to your competitors. And if they are guarded, is the, really their loss. And yeah. just move on to the next competitor. You know, yeah. know that some of us are here to share information so we can all grow. Because yeah. we said it, we can't be everything to everyone. No, no. Not everyone is your customer. Right, right. They may have a different customer base than you do. You know, they're mm -hmm many, many markets that are out there. It's yeah. not just one. So right. knowing that you can engage with someone, especially someone in your industry, mm -hmm. that can really help you avoid pitfalls. You know, you mm -hmm. can help someone else avoid the pitfalls. You know, I'm a firm believer, you know, we grow by lifting others. You Absolutely. know, you lift someone, someone else is going to stretch out 
their hand, their knowledge, yeah. and, you know, give it to you or provide you with that information yeah. uh, so that way your business could continue to be a success. Yeah. So, there's, there's a local cake supply store, about 20 or candy supply store, I should say, that's maybe 20 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. And we often refer to each other. If I don't have what it is that this customer is looking for, hey, go try this place. They're not that far. Or there's, you know, another packaging company that's actually like five minutes from me. We are always sending people back and forth to each other. You know, when I, I'll say, oh, did you go try, you know, country clean? And they're like, nope, they sent me to you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. And I'm, so like, it's, it is, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing even for the customer because they appreciate it as well. You know, when you are not afraid to say, hey, you know what, I don't have this for you, but so-and-so might, you know, so go, go try them. So it's not just for us, but even for the customers, I think they respect you so much more if you're not willing, if you are willing to, you know, potentially give up business for somebody else. It just shows, it shows that your character is a little bit, you right. know, it's good. You know, and to me, that's a community. Yeah, absolutely. You have your business community that, again, we talked about resources, helping mm-hmm. someone else out. They're there for you, brainstorming. Some individuals, like you said, Mike doesn't know much about this. He knows more now than he did seven years ago. But, <laughs> but there's been so much before you have, you know, you want to get it from someone else who's in the industry who may give you a different perspective on it, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not exactly as how you see it, but they can help shine the light. Yeah, they make you think in a different direction that you didn't quite think about before. Mm -hmm. So looking at it from different aspects, which are cool. So those three, and I'm going to repeat what those three are. (laughs) We started with homework, you know, so for those of you who may have me as an instructor or, you know, whether at Brookdale or as an adjunct professor or one of our sessions through the SBDC, and I tell you, you have to do your homework. Listen to what Jen said. You have to do your homework. You know, you do your homework. It's going to assist you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You're able gonna you're gonna be able to move in strides forward, huge strides, not little baby steps, but you know, leaps and bounds sometimes with that. The second one was adapting, pivoting, and I know most of you have heard the word pivot to. All ends, especially within, I can't believe this is going to be a year in March, would you believe that, that we've gone virtual, our particular center, all the centers at the SBDC in New Jersey have gone virtual, and it's going to be a year in March, you know, it's almost a month to the, you know, a a month, and it'll be a year, and there was pivoting, how did you pivot, and the importance of being fluid. And I say that all the time to my team, we have to be fluid. Things Mm -hmm. happen, you know, we schedule events and I'll get the call, can't do it, why something happened. So again, looking, we've learned that we have to adjust and it's okay. And sometimes Mm -hmm. things have to get canceled and sometimes they have to be moved down the road, you know, to a different time simply because things happen, but more so for your business, if you want it, if you want to keep it a viable business, you do have to pivot. Absolutely. You do have to adapt. And I know the pandemic has forced us to do it, but wouldn't it be ideal if we always think about that yeah, and not shy away? You know, complacency is not a good thing in my eyes, you know, yeah. where you get accustomed to doing things because it's been working out for so long. You want right. to keep on doing it that way. No, yep. you have to pivot. So I'm full 
forth on that. And then the last one, being able to take advice. You know, you start a business for yourself and you're like, yeah, I always said this reminds me when I was 18 years old. I thought I knew it all. I That's could do what, it all. <laughs> I know it all. I was like, I know it all. Mom, you don't have to tell me. At 25, I turned around and said, I know nothing. Nothing. I, I, I need, right? I know nothing. That's my New York accent, nothing. But no, I turned around and said, Mom, I will be quiet now because I fully need your advice and I need yeah. to listen in right. order to move forward at a <laughs> decent pace because my stubbornness and my thinking that I did not need to listen to other people stifled me. Right. So as a business, taking advice, make sure I always say, be careful who the advice is coming from, but take it from that expert, sure. take Absolutely. it from your colleague, you know, someone else who's been in your shoes that's further along than you are, you yeah. know, and see, all right, they did that. It didn't work. Maybe I need to adjust it. I need to pivot. I yep. need to make a slight difference in order to make it happen. So great, great, great pieces of advice uh, for our listeners to walk away with. And if you're actually viewing this in our watch party, uh, definitely all our information is there because this well, although we tape, this does show up on a watch party on Facebook, I'm happy to say. So you're going to have Jen's information there. I highly recommend if you haven't done any baking, you need supplies <laughs> though, go to Jen. She'll get you started. I, I, have to started. Say, <laughs> I have to say my daughter, just like Jen, her um, place to go when she needs a stress reliever is actually baking cupcakes oh and that's she, awesome she started that while she was at Rutgers University and she was in school and it was so stressful for her and she would make these amazing cupcakes I've sent her to your store to pick up supplies every now and then <laughs> throughout the years because her thing is all about cupcakes decorating them to her yeah. like her palette you know, as an artist she feels you know this is my palette and has created yep. some amazing designs so we are at the section now where we talk about did you know, right? And so with our segment at the Shared Talk of Success podcast, rather, uh, we do mention anything and everything that's going on regarding uh, resources that are available to the small business community. And a couple of resources that I do want to talk about first is the SBDC, and you know that already, we do exist, as I mentioned earlier, and we're here to assist you. I always say, we're your tax dollars at work. We're funded in part by SBA, as well as the Business Action Center here in the state of New Jersey. So you paid your taxes, our services are here for you. Uh, that being said, though, we do give homework. We, don't do, <laughs> we teach you to do for you, Not we're not here to do for you. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's one. But along with that, I want you to know that um, NJEDA, the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, and I believe today is their day that they're opening up another round of funding. Um, yes. if, so take that opportunity, go on to their website. You can visit our website, mosbdc.com, to pick up information on that. And today is actually, uh, I'm the day we're taping because it may not air the same day as February 10th. So if you're watching this at a later date, you have an opportunity to go onto their website um, and you have to pre-register for this application. So don't assume you could wait till the end and then 
put in your application. Another one that's coming through SBA, but it has not been formalized completely yet, is the Shutter Venue Grant. And this is a grant opportunity for those of you who are in the arts um, industry, meaning that you have a venue, you had a movie theater or a live entertainment venue. It's an opportunity for you to receive funding. Uh, to help you during these tough economic times due to the pandemic. There is a caveat with that, and that is that you have to be registered in SAM, which is the federal government's um, PACE system. Our center will be having a webinar on that shortly uh, to just bring you up to speed. So this way, when the opportunities open up, you have, um, you'll have what you need in place to apply for the grant. Without being registered in SAM, you will not be able to apply for the grant. So just making you aware of that. And then for all our women entrepreneurs out there, we did have our women entrepreneurs rock back in November. Since then, every month on a particular uh, platform that we have for those that paid to view uh, the women entrepreneurs main event, uh, also, we have a couple of webinars already lined up and they're running on the platform. If you're interested in viewing those webinars, uh, there will be a link uh, where you can sign up once again for $10. You'll be able to see the whole Women Entrepreneurs Rock event, which was amazing, I have to say, and it was in honor of the Notorious RBG. So there was a lot um, to that one. And it was a three-hour event, which we kept on thinking, are we going to be able to fill this in, you know, using this platform? And we did. And now we have additional webinars, one talking about technology and your business, and another talking about um, inventing. And actually, it's run by two Lisas. One Lisa is Lisa Kanda talking about technology, and then Lisa Askelis um, giving you tips on inventing from A to Z. So great webinars for you to partake in. And even on that particular website, there's a lot of information for women entrepreneurs uh, that may be vital for you. The next webinar will be on financing and how that impacts women entrepreneurs, because as a woman entrepreneur, we do have some challenges uh, that may prohibit us from moving forward at a quicker pace. So just giving you a heads up on to what is it that, how you should better prepare in order to acquire that um, financing. So for us, though, I want, Jen, I wish you had a picture of your store. I think I'm going to have to have Ming slide that in there because I do want them to see how beautiful her shop is and do visit her. Give us your address, Jen, so they'll have it live. Sure. They can hear it. We are located um, in the Coles Shopping Center mm -hmm. on Route 35 in Ocean Township, um, right next to the Hallmark store. Uh, very easy to get in and out of um, right in Ocean Township. Okay, fantastic. And so also, I want a major shout out always to a shared universe who without them, thank you, Ming and his team, we would not be able to bring this to you because while I do love podcasting, I have not ventured into the technical aspect of it. So I'm always extremely grateful for them for bringing this up. Also, just to let you know, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Um, we will run it on our Facebook page. Um, they do a, put a link for us. SoundCloud is there. So just find us. It is Talk of Success, our podcast. And today we had Jennifer Well 
of Shortcake Supply and make sure to visit her even if you are a novice on you know, you're just learning the aspect of baking cakes. What a wonderful time. And especially the fact that you can do things with your kids um, in terms of so many moms are wearing multi hats right now. Great place to go pick up a kit that yep. you can work with and do with your kids. Yes. So with that, I do want to say thank you for spending time with us today on our podcast. Again, Talk of Success at the NJSBDC at Brookdale Community College, or rather with the NJSBDC at Brookdale <laughs> Community College. Uh, remember to visit our website for upcoming information. I have to say we have a slew of resources. Thanks to our COVID or CARES Act funding, we are able to provide a great deal of no-course webinars that are running. So definitely visit our calendar and our training schedule and get yourself in there because this, I know, is not the new normal, and it will change. <laughs> and I want you to take advantage of everything you can now that it's happening, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But right now, the opportunity is there. So educate yourself. Take the time to help your business grow or your idea flourish. And, you know, outline and define what is what is success to you is with what I want to leave you with. So with that, I say everyone stay safe, be well, practice all those things that you're supposed to do, wear a mask, six feet distancing, wash your hands often. I know we will eradicate this um, disease, I want to call it um, at this point, um, COVID-19, we will get rid of it as long as we do what we're supposed to do and care for one another. So with that, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking the time thank to join so me on our podcast. We are grateful. Once again, congratulations to your bigger space. I know I've said it before, even though it wasn't, in t it's not where you wanted to go, but you have to go with the flow. Exactly. And as you said, it was a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. I'm so, so happy to see how well you are doing. So I appreciate that, that very much. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And once again, you could be like Jen. She started years <laughs> ago with us. We don't give up our, our clients that easily. I want you to know. I'm once just a client, <laughs> everybody can do it. <laughs> That's it. You know, we try to help flush them out for you. And yep. then always remember that NJSBDC is always here to assist you wherever we can in helping you obtain that American dream. So with that, have a safe one and thank you all. Thank you.